Good morning, everybody. How are you guys today? Yeah? Hey, I'm excited that I get to spend some time with you. I am usually with people that are much smaller, <laughs> have the amazing privilege to be over the United Kids, and we have so much fun in there. Guys, but I want you to know that your kids and your grandkids, they are getting the deep truths from God's word and they're learning how he loves them unconditionally and so we have fun but I promise you it's not all fun it's uh we're learning some really cool things you're thinking why in the world is that up there I'll get to that in a few minutes um but I'm glad that I get to do this with you guys today are you guys okay with that yeah um well how many of you guys have enjoyed the word that uh Pastor Phil has been bringing about the armor of God did you learn something new? I love being able to dig in to the word of God and learning new things about it, learning new truths. Um, I'm, I'm kind of geeky, weird like that, you know what I mean? The more that I unpackage, the greater my hunger is to get into the word. And just learning like, why did this happen? Or when did it happen? What was going on when this happened? Why in the world did she make that choice? It's so cool as you learn you're peeling off layers of things that God wants us to understand in his word. And I love that. And last week, he was talking about um, the sword of the spirit and that, that rhema word. You know, you've been pouring in the Bible, you've been studying, you've been learning and everything, and it's deep down in your heart. But you know what? When, when the enemy attacks, it doesn't always come at us like we know it's coming, you know what I'm saying? It's usually, it comes at us when we're not expecting it. But the cool thing is that rhema word, that word of God, the Holy Spirit reveals to us the things we've been learning and pouring into our, our hearts and into our minds at the moment that we need it. I think that is so powerful. It is so amazingly powerful. Well, today, we're gonna look at something that I think is also powerful. We're gonna look at the very next verse, okay? Are you guys ready? All right, so... Ephesians 6 and 18, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people, always. Now, I'm gonna be completely honest, when I first, when I was young and young in my faith and everything, I'm thinking, he's asking us to do something that's not even possible. Nobody can walk around praying all day. You know what I mean? I mean, we have life. We have families. We have jobs. You know, you have to drive. And if you're like me, I usually close my eyes so that I don't get distracted because I get distracted really easy. And so you can't, you can't do life that way, right? That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he means. He's saying we have to have an attitude of prayer. The Greek phrase that's used there for always is in panti Cairo which is basically translated at each and every occasion or time. At each and every occasional time. So we're in that attitude of prayer. We've been spending time with God. We've been sitting in his presence. We've been listening to him. So when we're attacked at work, maybe someone comes at you and you're just, you know, whoa, where'd that come from, you know? Or maybe you're under the gun at work. Or maybe you're driving past on the highway and you see an accident that has happened. Our first response is to pray. 
not the last resort, but the first response is to pray because we're in an attitude of prayer. When you're in the grocery store or you're at Walmart or something and you hear a couple that are arguing, uh, you know, to a, a husband and wife that are really just, they're just not having a good day. They're, they're just going at it. Or maybe you see that mom with two a toddler and a preschooler in the car and they're both having a meltdown and she's about ready to join them, your first response is to pray. And I learned, um, we traveled with a lady that has a healing ministry, a worldwide healing ministry for about almost three years. And I learned from her. Now, I used to before this, you know, somebody tells you something's going on, oh, I will pray for you. Have you guys ever said that? Okay, well, I learned in those three years, you just pray. Why? Because I get busy and I forget, right? Oh, I was supposed to pray for that person and I forgot. No, take that moment right then. We would be in the airport and somebody sitting over to the side has got a brace on their leg or they're limping or something and she would go, do you see that? Are you going to do something about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to go over there and ask that person if I can pray for their leg and ask them what's going on. Um, it should be our first response, right? So this is what it's talking about. It's saying on every occasion, at every opportunity, prayer isn't supposed to be something that it's a sideline um, or it's just a piece. It is vital to our development, our spiritual development in Christ. It, and listen, the ROI is phenomenal. It's mind-blowing, the return on investment, yes, it takes discipline. Yes, it takes intentionality. Yes, it takes making sure that you get up a little earlier so you have time to pray before all the kids get up. It's work. It's discipline. That's not a fun word, right? Um, but the return on investment is mind-blowing because it draws us closer to Christ. It draws us closer to God in our personal relationship. We're able to hear him easier, better. We're listening better. We can determine his voice from the voice of the enemy because they both, you know, sometimes they're both, you know, going at the same time. Devil's saying, no, don't do that. But you know in your heart, God's saying, yes, do, right? Um, it's totally worth the time that we put in and the discipline that we put in. Jesus teaches us throughout his time on earth the importance of prayer. It gave him strength. I mean, how many times does he say that he got away from the group and he went and prayed? Or he got up early, first thing in the morning, before the sun rises, and he went to pray because he knew that he needed that for whatever was going to happen through that day. We don't know what's going to happen in our day. God knows but if we're prepared, it's not going to come at us and knock us over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's important that we do that. He, he said that we should pray for others, that we should goldly, boldly go, boldly go where no one has gone before. No, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> we should boldly go before the throne with our request, that we should pray without ceasing, that our prayers are powerful and effective. The Bible is so full of information about prayer. It's got to be important, right? It has to be something that we need. He even told us that those moments when you are that mom with the toddlers and you're ready to just sit down and cry, or maybe you're up against something in your life, a situation that you have no idea what to do. You don't even know how to pray. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will intercede for us. 
when we don't have the words. How many of you guys have ever been there? I have before. You're, you're just, I have no idea. I don't even know what to ask for, God. I just need you. And the Holy Spirit intercedes when we're in that situation. But let me ask you a question. Um, we know prayer changes things. We know it opens doors. We know it changes the situation. But have you ever prayed for something and you didn't see the result? Anybody? Yeah? Okay, that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> okay. Sometimes we believe, we pray, we, we, I mean, maybe you've been praying for weeks. Maybe you've been praying for months, maybe years for that loved one to come to know Christ or for that person that you care about to be healed or the situation to change in your life. Maybe you've been praying for a really long time, but you haven't seen the manifestation of that request being met. Well, we know that God's timing is perfect, you know, and maybe we're needing him to intervene in our jobs or our families or our finances or, you know, a healing that we've been believing for. The doctor said, you're always going to have this. You know what? God's the, got the final word, right? Not the doctor. But your prayers aren't breaking through. It's like I, I, I've had moments where I'm praying and it feels like my prayer hits the ceiling and it just doesn't go on through. It doesn't hit heaven. Has anybody else ever felt that way? It happens sometimes. And you're, I just need it to break through that. I need that breakthrough. I need that breakthrough in my finances or in my family, maybe in my marriage. Wherever you're needing that, that change, God wants the very best for you. He does. But sometimes there's this process, you know? The process isn't always fun because sometimes, you know, God is growing us and we're in this process, but the process feels more like a pit we can't get out of. Or maybe it feels more like a mountain that you can't seem to get around. You know, we're supposed to speak to the mountain and it moves, but this situation isn't changing and you need God to intervene. Sometimes it's because we just need to break through with our prayer life until we see the answer, amen? So I looked up breakthrough. I mean, what is breakthrough? It's like breaking through something, right? <laughs> it's kind of oversimplifying it, okay? But I looked it up. Google has many meetings to separate into pieces or parts suddenly or violently. I didn't expect to see that. To shatter as a result of a sudden blow. One of the definitions said to smash to smithereens. Thank you. <laughs> Is it already on? Hello? There we go. All right. One of the definitions said to smash to smithereens. I kind of like that one, you know. I mean, that's not a puny action, is it? It's something forceful. It's something powerful, right? All right. So to break through, a breakthrough prayer would be a violent blow to the wall that's in front of you. Amen? It would be a sudden shattering of the limitations that we have in our mind because you know what? I usually expect it to turn out differently than God works it out. I don't know his mind. It's not what, I, so I need to take those limitations off and say, oh my, my God can do anything. He can be anywhere. He can change any situation. So I need to stop thinking that it's in this little box, right? So maybe the breakthrough is the shattering of my own limitations in my mind. It's an abrupt prayer that pushes us past the mountain or pushes, pushes us past um, whatever it is. Maybe it's deliverance. 
Maybe it's freedom from an addiction. Maybe it's a, a dream that you just haven't seen unfold. Well, who put the dreams in your heart? God did, right? Does he want them to come to fruition? Yes, he does. They may not look the way we think they're going to, but he wants the very best for us, right? Um, but we know if we ask and we believe, but if we've asked and we believe and we haven't seen it, then what do we do? What if your, your prayers are not selfish? What if they're for God's divine direction? Are you following me? Maybe, maybe it's not his timing. His timing is perfect. And here's the thing, guys. He wants more than anything for us to grow. He wants us to grow in our relationship with him. He wants us to grow to become the person he put us on earth to be. Amen? So when we face adversity, it's going to make us stronger. When we face resistance, it's going to make us stronger, right? All right? Um, I remember um, the voice of a little elderly lady in our church when I was a kid. And when, when someone's talking about, oh, this is so difficult, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't think I can face this. And everything. I would just wish it was easier. I wish it would work out easier. And she would say, if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't climb it. This is really rough. Well, that's the only way we're going to get up. That's the only way we're going to get stronger. It's not supposed to be smooth because God, more than anything, wants us to be closer to him. Amen? Um, so we've got to make the climb to get there. So let's look at our first scripture passage um, today that I want to share with you. I think this is the answer, guys. It comes from Luke 18, 1 through 8, verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Well, there it is, right out of the get-go, right? They should always pray and not give up. That's the key, right? Verse two, he said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. This man is somebody that's out for himself. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He doesn't care what God thinks. He's not listening to God. You probably know somebody like that, right? Don't point to them if they're sitting next to you, okay? All right, we don't wanna do that, all right. We all know people like that. This is a story, a parable that God is telling about a lady. This lady is up against an impossible situation before it even begins. Verse three says, and there was a widow in the town that kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. She had a legitimate legal request for justice. But remember, he doesn't care, all right? And it said she was a widow. So he did just a little bit of research. I reached out to a friend that's a Bible scholar. He says, at this time in the world, women had minimal legal rights, especially a widow. They were considered fringe elements of society with no husband to represent them. If she's going before the judge herself, because at that time it had to be a male that did that, that meant she didn't have a brother, she didn't have a brother-in-law, she didn't have a son, she was alone, which makes the situation even more dire. There's nobody to back her up. And she goes to this judge with her legal request. At that time, it wasn't a focus in the community. A widow was a peripheral thought, something to the side that you really don't give any time to. You really don't pay any attention to it. Most women really did not have a place of authority to be able to speak on their half, 
this judge was not going to benefit anything from answering her request. She didn't have money to pay him off. She didn't have any uh, um, authority or position in society that he wanted to cater to. He had no reason to answer her request. But did you catch what that second verse said? She kept coming. For some time he refused, verse 4. But finally, everybody say, but finally. He said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, she was stalking him. She was hiding behind the bushes. She was following him in the marketplace. Every time he turned around, he sees her face, right? Maybe she was there at his workplace every single day. Maybe she was hiding behind the bushes and she would jump out. And it's kind of scary. But anyway, <laughs> she, was, she was everywhere he went. She was continually coming and bringing her request, the same request to this man. She was annoyingly persistent. <laughs> annoyingly persistent. Okay, here's one. Okay, moms, all right. You know this one, right? Mom, 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 mom. Mom, 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 mom. What? (laughs) Annoyingly persistent, right? The judge says, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. I don't honestly think he thought she was going to hurt him. Every time I read that verse, I see this little 98-pound granny with a wooden spoon, you know, Going after, I don't don't think he really thought she was going to attack him, but that's what he said, right? He just wanted to take care of the problem so she'd stop annoying him and leave him alone. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. If a judge will in the end listen to the petition of a widow, a person he cares nothing about, he's not going to gain anything from it, won't God listen to your prayers? when you're continually bringing them before him because he loves you. He cares about you. He does care. And he wants the very best for you, right? Verse seven says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Who cry out to him day and night, not one time. It's not a one and done thing, guys. He said, this is where I want you to pray and always pray and keep on praying and keep on coming with your request. He's not going to put them off. He's not going to put you off. That thing that you've been believing for that you haven't seen come yet, maybe it's just in the process. Maybe you're still climbing that mountain. Maybe you just, it's not the timing, Red. It's not the thing that has to be at the right timing. It's us that has to be in the right timing. He has to get us ready to receive whatever that is. Amen? Verse 8 says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. God will. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find this kind of persistent faith on the earth? God actually wants you to have that breakthrough in your prayers. God actually wants you to have that breakthrough in your finances or deliverance. God wants you to get those things that you are praying for wholeheartedly. Now, if you're praying for a million dollars, I mean, that, maybe that's not in God's will, you know, because he knows what we can handle and what we can't, right? But when we hit a, get, hit a brick wall, when we hit a wall, we can't stop. We can't, we've got to keep praying, right? Okay, so you see my blocks here? 
All right, so here's the thing. These things are kind of heavy. Have anybody ever picked up one of these? I didn't know this until one time I did this before, and I'm like, whoa, that thing is heavy. But if I hit a wall one time, I'm probably not even going to make a dent. I might have made a, a, little, like a little blurb there or whatever. But if I keep hitting it, if I keep hitting it, eventually the wall is going to break through, right? Okay, now I said this was heavy. So what else am I gaining when I'm continuously hitting the wall? Strength. If I keep hitting it, eventually it's going to break through. It's not a puny action. It's a forceful, violent action. My prayers are intentional. It's powerful. I'm making my, my spirit muscles stronger every time I get on my knees and I'm praying. Every time I'm growing, I'm getting stronger in here. You're like, man, I've done this for years. It's not gonna happen. Sometimes I think we give up one prayer short. And the reality is the enemy wants us to give up. He's like, man, if I can get them to doubt that God wants this for their life, they'll stop praying. If I can get them to just get weary and tired, you know, like the, the judge was, right? She's wearing him out, right? If I can get them to feel that way, they'll stop praying. And then they won't see the manifestation of the thing that they're praying for. That's what the enemy wants. If I were the enemy, I would want to stop you from praying. Maybe I get you distracted. Maybe I get you tired. Maybe I get your focus off. Maybe I just get you doubting that God's going to come through. That's what he wants. But if we push through, if we keep praying, it draws us closer to God. We go deeper in our relationship with him, and that is what he's after. Like, why is it taking so long? Because he wants you to be strong. That's what he's after, an intimate relationship with each one of us, each one of you. That's what he's after. Why do I feel like I get over it? And and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? When everything is going great, it's easy for me to forget to spend my morning in prayer. When everything's going in great, like I have nothing that's really pulling on me that I've got to pray about, it's easy for that to happen. So so why? It's like one thing, I get over it, I've got the victory, and then something else comes. God is developing us into the person he wants us to be. And the things that we've overcome are things that we can help others overcome because we've been there. Amen? Amen? Amen. But, you know, when we see the problem or the situation, uh, the mountain in front of us, the wall, whatever it is, It takes us by surprise. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect that disease to come up on me. I didn't expect, you know, someone to steal money from me all of a sudden, and then I've got, you know, or or the bills mount up, or maybe we've had to go to the hospital a lot of times, or doctor bills and things like that, and we're we're, we're struggling financially. Maybe we've got, um, maybe we've got a broken marriage. I didn't expect those things to happen. They may have taken us by surprise, but they didn't take him by surprise. And something I want you to remember today is that God had the answer to your problem before you had a problem that he needed this answer. God had the answer ahead of time. 
He knew you were going to go through this. He knew that he already had the answer. It's sitting here waiting for you before you ever knew that you needed it. Amen? He's looking for our tenacious and audacious faith. Our tenacious and audacious determination and prayers. We're going to look at one more scripture passage in Luke 11, 5 through 10. And Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. Somebody is pounding on your door at midnight for bread? Really? I would probably be going, wait till the sun comes up. You know, I mean, really? Someone's pounding on your door and it's midnight. Verse seven says, and suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't give up and give you anything. He is shaking his head all the way to the pantry to get your bread. (laughs) He's shaking his head all the way to the front door. And maybe he even gives you the stink eye. (laughs) But you got your bread, (laughs) right? All right, let's look at the rest of what it says. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your, get this, shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Shameless audacity, huh? Shameless, that's in the Bible, guys. You still got what you needed, right? Verse nine says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be open. The Passion Translation says, the first part of that, it says, um, I tell you because of your shameless persistence, even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. I've heard people before say, well, I prayed and I believe it's good. I also know a lot of them have missed out on that healing or that freedom or that relationship restored that they were believing God for because they thought one prayer was enough. Sometimes it is. Seriously, sometimes it is. I've seen God instantly heal people. I've seen God instantly provide I've seen God instantly change a situation and he does sometimes, but we don't grow if there's no waiting, if there's no process, if there's no climbing. And that's what he wants, is us to grow. Let me ask you a question. Those of you who have kids, grandkids, whatever, we live in a day where everything is immediate. If you always gave them everything they ask for when they ask for it, They would never learn how to work for what they want. And there's something in the work. It develops us into who we're supposed to be. So instead of thinking that we're blessing them, if we're always giving them everything they want right when they ask it, and we're enabling them and we're making them weaker, right? God doesn't want us to be weaker. We're his soldiers. We're his children. There was no maybe in that last passage of scripture, it said, seek, knock, ask, with shameless audacity. Audacious means to be extremely bold or daring, recklessly brave and fearless. Is that the way we're approaching our prayer time? 
extremely bold or daring, recklessly brave, fearless? Or are we getting on our knees and asking God to intervene in the situation, but we don't expect him to do it? Or we do it once and we're not persistent. How bad do you want it? Do you have a prayer that you've been praying for God to intervene on or to change the situation or, or to give you direction on and you've been praying for a while? He says, be persistent. Shameless audacity. Keep at it. Don't give up because your breakthrough is coming because we serve the God of breakthrough. We serve the God who loves us and wants the very best for us. That's who he is. And he wants us to be more like him. Keep at it, keep praying. Will you guys stand with me and let's close in prayer. The enemy wants you to quit, guys, but be consistently persistent until you sense something in the spirit, something in the atmosphere has broken through. We need to start declaring and proclaiming what we're believing for. There's power in your words, right? Speak it into the atmosphere. And another thing, guys, if you're, if you're surrounding yourself by people who are constantly saying, God's not gonna do that, maybe you need to separate yourself from the naysayers sometimes because you are believing for God to do something amazing and he will because he loves you. Keep praying, be persistent. You know, um, the, the scripture that I just read in Luke 5, the, the portion before it is the Lord's Prayer. And we say that every single Sunday in here. It says, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, there's no sickness. There's no worry, there's no anxiety. There's no doubt, there's no fear. On earth as it is in heaven. If we're praying, God, on earth as it is in heaven, then we should expect it to change and to be what it is in heaven because he's the God who can do that. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercies. We thank you, God, that we can come to you with whatever is heavy on our hearts, God, and you will hear us. God, you are there and you have the answer to what we need. We come to you today, God, with many different requests, I'm sure. These are your children. Father, we ask you, Lord, to just intervene where they need you. God, as a family, as a church family, we stand in agreement for those who need healing. We stand in agreement who are those, those who are believing for a physical or emotional healing, God. For those who are praying for um, a relationship to be restored, for those who are praying for a breakthrough in finances, for those who are struggling for addictions, God, we stand in agreement with them, God, that their freedom is there and it's just around the corner. That it's waiting for them, God. That you're waiting for them, God, with the answer to what they need. I pray, Father, that if nothing else, God, you would instill in our hearts, God, a desire, a determination, a an audacious, tenacious determination to keep praying, to keep believing, to keep asking, keep knocking so the door will be opened.
Father, whatever those requests are, and you know what they are, I pray, Father, that you would just ignite a flame in us, God. The Holy Spirit, just quicken us, Lord, to let us know, God, you're hearing us, and our breakthrough is coming, maybe even today. Jesus' name, we praise you, and we thank you. Amen. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.